Most of us on the island and the Sunshine Coast have some basic knowledge of the ocean and tides. Some of us admittedly less than others, but it can get very complicated very quickly. Um, as I say, low tides, high tides, spring tides, neap tides, uh, a veritable flood of other tide terminology, and today we have a negative tide. What is that, you ask? certainly what I ask. Well, Laura Verhaeg is here to answer it. She's a marine biologist and a faculty member at Lester B. Pearson College. And uh, we hope to get a little uh, lesson in Tides 101. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Uh, this may sound like a very basic and elementary question. How do tides work? <laughs> it's hardly basic or elementary, in fact. Oh, good. It's probably the most difficult subject I have to teach at the college. Okay. So, um, uh, would you like a full-on explanation? I mean, well, we... we only have a few minutes. Sure. But, uh, okay. Well, yeah. basically, it's the gravitational pull of the moon. Okay. That is, I mean, it's easiest if you can imagine that the Earth has no land on it, right? So if you just have a sphere that is covered in water, right? Because the moon has a gravitational pull, it pulls the water towards the moon, right? So that creates a pileup of water on one side of the planet. And any part of the planet that's under that is experiencing a high tide. Because the water is being pulled in that direction, it's low tide in, in areas perpendicular to that on the planet. Okay, so that creates one tidal bulge. Okay. There's also a high tide on the other side of the planet as a result of centrifugal force, and that's because the moon and the earth are spinning around a common axis. And if you know those in playgrounds where children go and play on those merry-go-rounds, yes. the force causes them to go outside um, to, towards the outer edge of that merry-go-round. Um, the same thing is happening to the water. So you get a second tidal bulge on the other side of the Earth. So any part of the planet that is under one of these tidal bulges or piles of water is experiencing high tide. Now, of course, the Earth is rotating under the, the tidal bulges, and it experiences a high tide followed by a low tide followed by a high tide and then a second low tide. So during a 24-hour rotation of the Earth, you get two high tides and two low tides every day. Okay, I think I understand you so far. Uh, okay. You're right, this is complicated. No wonder you have to go to school to study this stuff. So what's a negative tide? Well, what happens is, if you look at the tide table, they, they give you the date, um, the time, and the height of the tide, mm -hmm. and that's all relative to a benchmark, which is called datum. Datum is defined as zero meters, and that is the lowest astronomical tide. And that just is, over a period of 19 years, the people who, at the here in Canada, the Canadian Hydrographic Service define zero as the the point at which they think, given the alignment of the sun and the moon, the tide will be the lowest. Okay. Periodically, though, it does happen that the tide goes below that. And what you'll see on the tide table today is that at 10.11, the height of the tide is minus 0.1 meters. So it's slightly lower than, than the average. And it, How unusual is that? Well, Fairly unusual. It never goes... It, in Canada, the way we define, define datum is by this lowest astronomical tide. Mm -hmm. um, so it's unusual to have a negative tide. It happens um, typically in December, sometimes in June, and again in July, and it's happening today, right in July. Um, so typically a few times during the year. In the U.S., and I'm not sure if this is a bit more than you want to know, they define it as the mean lower low water. And it's more common to have negative tides down there because their datum is actually higher than where ours is, right? So it's more common to have a negative tide there. Okay, so if I happen to be down at the uh, waterfront at uh, 10, 11 this morning, what will I see out of the ordinary? <laughs> well, being a marine biologist, I love low tides. They're amazing, <laughs> right? So you can see lots of great sea stars, crabs, chitons, 
Um, you might see a sea urchin, which are normally covered by water all the time, but during these negative tides, they sometimes get caught off guard and are out of the out of the water. Um, lots of great seaweeds as well. There's amazing algae that you'd find down there. But if I'm if I happen <coughs> to be down uh, at the water at low tide, mm. generally speaking, would I notice anything different this morning at ten eleven? Um, in terms of the position of the water, not necessarily, but in terms of the organisms, absolutely. You'd be seeing much more of them. The, the low intertidal zone is much more rich in organisms, so you would see different ones. How much more uh, um, bottom is being exposed by a negative tide? Um, it depends on the slope of the shore. Okay. Right? So it's only when minus 0.1 meter. And oh, okay. it's it's not when I mean, 10 centimeters isn't all that significant. But if the slope is is great, you'll see a bigger difference. How much time do you actually spend down at the uh, at the shoreline? As much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that it's at 10 o'clock this morning. We'll be out yes. there. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, uh, I won't keep you anymore, Laura. I'll give you a chance to get down to the waterfront. Right. Plenty of time. Thanks Great. for coming in this morning. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, Laura Verhaeg, a marine biologist, talking to us about tides.